Yo, yo, welcome back to a very special, uh, momentous episode for us. Uh, it is our 50th. Can't believe it's been that long. It feels like it's been a long time coming, but we have finally arrived. I'm joined by AF, my co-host, and my other co-host, Riaz. Um, they both have the same surname, but they're not family, we can assure you. Um, lads, how are we feeling on this joyous episode? <laughs> So the, the last time I said I was chuffed, and I think, what, what's the opposite of chuffed? Is, is there something? I don't even know. Uh, I, I'm not too good it, at English. It yeah. Maybe, um, yeah, I think depleted is like the best way to describe how okay. I'm feeling right okay. now. How about you, Riaz? Let's just <laughs> move it away from me for, for now. Always, I'm, I feel like I'm the scapegoat. It's been 50 episodes <laughs> in, and I'm still the scapegoat. It's okay, you know, it's fine. I'll take it. I'm doing okay, um, doing well, not too bad. Um, it's a good week. We're recording a bit earlier this week, which is uh, lovely. It's well, these games on Friday, so technically it makes sense. But um, yeah, yeah pretty, pretty good, not too bad. Jason, you weren't here last week. How you been? Yeah, I've just been a bit crazy at work, man. Sorry, I missed it for all the loyal fans that noticed I was gone. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's you, had, you had longer here last week. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Just went for a little snip, snip. Um, yeah, it's been a real up and down week, I think, for all of our teams. Um, well, those midweek games last week, I think some of us had success, some of us didn't. And then this weekend games, some of us didn't and some did. So, yeah, it's been a very busy EPL stretch. And I think it's only going to get busy. I think we've got Champions League and then we're going to get into the festive period where the games are going to be turning around thick and fast. So it's more just about the squads now and being able to get those results. Um, Riaz, let's start with you there, seeing as I think last week you had a bit of a, a culture shock, uh, if I'm not mistaken, eh? Um, and then suddenly coming back this weekend against Newcastle. Um, what is the emotions like? What is the feelings like, firstly, on last week's game and then going to Sunday's mammoth game against Newcastle? Um, yeah, just talk us through it there. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about last week, we have to start with City. I mean, City's game was last week technically as well. So we threw there. That was great. And then yeah. um, West Ham, I guess, we, we played really well. Didn't get the result um, that we wanted, but we played well. So it's, it's a work in progress. I mean, we like I said previously, we have so many people out and so many injuries. And I mean, this week we had some people back. And it showed, it genuinely showed. Um, I don't want to say uh, like that we, we beat a weakened Newcastle team because we did, but the way we played was was actually really, really good. We conceded a goal, which really annoyed me. Like as we have been conceding the whole season, the same way we concede every single game, we conceded again. We want to play out from the back and instead of going to a safe pass, they want to beat defenders and we concede. Um, but besides that, I think we played really, really well. I think... The return of, of Pap Matissa was immense. I think that with, with him in the middle, it changes the whole, it changes Bissouma's whole role. It, it changes Pardo's whole role as well. And yeah. it, it makes them easier, it makes them feel more free to play or express themselves in a certain way. Because when Pardo comes in, 
Sai is always going wide. Always, he's always covering Pado on the right, and he creates that space, and he knows he knows where to go in the system, the type yeah. in the way we play. And it allows also Bisuma to play with Pado in that middle role, and then Budogi to go forward, I guess, to wherever yeah. he goes into the next stadium, somewhere forward or side, somewhere, um, which is crazy. But yeah, we played really, really well. We and for once, actually, we put the team away when we deserved to. So we yeah. played well and we scored the goals to actually put the other team away, which was very impressive. And yeah, Udogi's first goal, Swanee humiliated Trippier on the right. Shame Trippier's had a bad couple of couple of games. Um, but yeah, a bit of uh, also a bit of uh, banter at the end there with uh, with Callum Wilson and and Vicario. Uh, that was uh, I never thought Vicario was that type of a, a mm. banter guy. But you know, it's good to see that he has something in him. So yeah, it was a, it was a good result. Four four one is is more than I expected. Um, but yeah. against, like I said, a Newcastle team who was unfortunately running on fumes, uh, they just didn't press as as hard as they usually do. They lost something. Yeah, from this. That um, what you just said now, Newcastle team running on fumes, and I'm going to go back to what Nikita said last week. Um, yeah. She said that the where where the game will be won and lost, and where it will be. One and last will be at Goodison Park last week Thursday, and I mean, like she couldn't have been more right about that. Yeah. Um, like Newcastle's just had a run of like really bad games, and that goes down to yeah. the fact that Eddie Howe is using his exact same eleven every single game. I mean, yeah. those those players are their legs even working at the moment? Do, do they have to go to the lab or something to get some? some new parts or I don't know, but um, it's, it's crazy. Like he was very stubborn in that, that approach and that backfired on, on him com- completely. Um, only in I mean, one game. Players... Sorry. Only in one game, only in this game so far. No, I mean, no, it... Everton game as well. Yeah. Everton, they, yeah. they, they looked so, yeah, they, they looked short everywhere. And I mean, by, by, by the time Everton came around, I think it was what, Three games in a row with the same starting eleven, bar Nick Pope, if not more. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. It's it's absolutely insane. Um, and I mean, I saw Eddie Howe get some backlash on on socials, and the the fans have every right to like give him that sort of stick. Uh, yeah. You can't expect players to go through so many games sometimes for a full ninety minutes. Um, yeah. What what do you expect is going to happen? I don't know. That's... So would you rather play? Would you rather play uh, four fullbacks in a backline? Is that what you say? No. The, so that's the thing is, like you, you, like I said this in the group when when we were talking about it, and like he bought Lewis Hall for a reason, and he didn't give Lewis Hall one start in that run of five games, which is like it's weird. Yeah. Like uh, how much did he spend? Like forty five million on Lewis Hall. 40 million on Lewis Hall. Yeah, and it's a safe trip here as well. Yeah. Exactly. And it's not like Lewis Hall like is new to this. Like he came mm-hmm. from from Chelsea. He played a, a couple of games there already for their first year. Yeah. Um yeah. he had some some runouts already for um for Newcastle. So I don't understand. Like I, I don't know. I was just confused about the whole thing. Yeah, man. Um look. And yeah, I was going back to your thing. You you were saying that you were surprised we were at four, but having watched the game, I think it could have easily been closer to six. Um, yeah. yeah, I think maybe just a lack of 
finishing in that final third really put the and I mean if it's four or if it's at least five maybe Newcastle don't get that silly one at the end but it's also it's come. yeah it, it, it'll always come unfortunately but um it was it was looking like we were watching the Spurs before all of those, those injuries I, th- I think it was a lot more fluid um mm-hmm. like you said Papisa coming back he did add a bit more and yeah it was just moving a lot more it was moving a bit better and I think in this recent time, we've seen Son playing as a number nine. But I think over the past few years, we know Son as being a very deadly left winger. And it showed. And okay, he was playing against a guy whose hamstrings are probably holding on by a tether and all of that. He's played a lot of games. But you still have to beat Kieran Trippier, the, the England international. So I think Son did very well. I think there were a couple of chances where even if he's not trying to take him on, he's putting in a very dangerous delivery. And yeah. I think he, he's putting in an area where maybe Harry Kane finished all of them and maybe Richarlison needs to get up to that speed. But, um, yeah, I think that could be a very dangerous way to play in that if you're playing Son on the left and if things aren't working out with Richarlison, you can still move him to the, to the number nine spot and you can still be very effective. Um, yeah, so it was... Which is what happened at the end of the game when, when we took, yeah. took Richarlison off and yeah. who came on? I think Gil came on or someone came on. Yeah, yeah. Gil came on and then Alfonso came on and then suddenly it was just moving again. So yeah. it's it's a two-phased or two... Yeah, two-phase of attack, basically, where you can have Son on the left or you can have Son through the middle. And I think it seems to be pretty effective. Now it's just somehow trying to rein Christian Romero in because I feel like yeah. it is always... What the burning. hell? Don't understand. There's absolutely no need. And it actually, I think I called it back in the World Cup where obviously we, well, I'm going to speak for myself here. I was rooting for Messi to obviously win it. And then in the final, I think after Argentina had maybe gone like three to up, I think Romero gives away a free kick on the edge of the box where he just does that same lunge. And I'm like, bro, you have five minutes and you just have to think. And yeah, it's just crazy. I don't know. What are your thoughts on him? I, nah, I, th- I think what makes it worse is that he just came back from, from a suspension, yeah, from doing something so stupid, and then he comes back and then yeah. he's like, "Okay, I'm going to do something stupid again." Yeah. Like, I mean, don't you learn? <laughs> like, you are you a senior professional? You're a world class senior he's professional. A vice captain. He's a world yeah. cup winner. He's a vice captain. I mean, like. Dude, like, lead from the front, man. Like, what yeah. What are you thinking? What's going on up there? Apparently, but, um, uh, um, um, I think I saw uh, uh, something on socials about Martinez. And in one of the games, uh, apparently, Martinez had to literally go up to the mirror and tell him, look here, rein it in. Like, what's going yeah. on? Like, it's, it's unnecessary. Just relax. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe yeah. that's what he needs. Maybe one of our people need to go to him and be like, look. Just relax, please, because yeah. it's ridiculous. Like it's it's ridiculous. It's not even like okay, like must time here yeah, or must time. Yeah, yeah. It's like it it's actually looks like it's intended. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah now, now, now that we've we've seen that Vicario has some fire in his belly, maybe he can be the one to do that. I like that. I yeah, like but that. then what? What's stopping Romero from just turning around and slide tacking Vicario? You know, like <laughs> I, I think he'll he'll just see red. He'll just turn around and stop because. If you if you look back at all the games, I think there was a game against United where Spurs won 2-0, where he took out Lissandro Martinez, his, his international teammate, right? And he went over yeah. the ball and, and he I think he got his ankle. And then you go back to the Spurs-Chelsea game where 
you were sent off for that, and I think you also kicked Enzo Fernandez, and I think that was where that penalty came. But yeah. I think before you got sent off in that game, you were supposed to be sent off for some other challenge that they had put on, on somebody else. And it's like, yeah, so it's every game there seems to be somewhere or some instance where he's making a challenge that could easily be upgraded to a red. And I think it's unfortunate to say, but we'll see one of these days where he's going to break somebody's leg and then it's going to be like, oh, maybe we should stop Christian Romero. But we can see all the signs there. And I think I'm speaking from a place of hurt here when all of Arsenal's players used to get their legs snapped in half. I'd hate for that to happen to anybody else. And it's like this this mentality of, okay, if you're going to take them out, you have to leave something on them. And I think that's so, that's so silly. It's so outdated. I think football's moved past wanting to have to break people's legs yeah. to enforce what sort of player you you actually are. Um, I mean, he's a good defender. He's a, like the when he defends hard, he defends well. Like, yeah. like yeah. he he gets the ball nicely. It's just yeah. that he goes in unnecessarily sometimes, which is completely yeah. pointless. He doesn't need yeah. to do that. Like he's when when he yeah. defends properly and he defends hard, he defends well. So there's yeah. no point in him going in hard like that for no reason. It ah, makes no yeah. sense to me. Yeah, it's just, it, it is a bit upsetting, man, because like you say, he is a decent-ish defender and he seems to have a decent footballing mind on him. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it is very, very unusual to have that. But, um, yeah, just pivoting from a wild defender to a defense that doesn't want to work, Man United against Bournemouth. AF, bro. Um, look, last week, you obviously beat Chelsea and things are looking okay, you know, up and up. Because you have this major run coming up, we have Bayern, you have West Ham, I think, you have Liverpool, Liverpool. and you have a game at home against Bournemouth. Did you expect a result of that nature? Or was okay, it something so, in the back of your head, <laughs> potentially it could happen? So let me go back to the Chelsea game, right? And yeah. everybody was raving about that Chelsea result. Not yeah. me. <laughs> Chelsea are absolute trash at the moment. They are yeah. garbage on a football pitch, running around individually, not doing anything as a team, as a cohesive yeah. unit. Chelsea are so bad that they made United look good. <laughs> I mean, that that should literally like show the levels at the moment. And then yeah. Bournemouth come around. And I mean, if you like still like talking about that Chelsea game. If you look at that game, Chelsea still had their chances. They could have still Chelsea scored had a goals. number of chances. Eh? As you bad are... as they were, United's midfield was so wide open. They rely on Scott McTominay to push yeah. forward so much to become that second striker. Yeah. And then there's a gaping hole in that midfield for any team to just run through as they please. And we've seen that earlier in the season with Wolves. I mean, yeah. I don't think I can ever forget the, that entire Wolves team just running through our, yeah. our defense. Time yeah. after time after time, yeah. and our midfield was was empty, and it doesn't seem like we've learned from any of those mistakes. Um, Eric Ten Hag is sticking with what he wants to do, and that is trying to use McTominay as Marwan Fellaini, uh, basically mm-hmm. trying to get goals yeah. instead of um, passing the ball and using the ball and controlling yeah. position, and I said at the starting of the show, I'm depleted, and like that's why. Like, I want to, I want to watch football that I know is going to be attractive. I want to be entertained, yeah. but I mean, 
at the moment, I don't know what I'm getting. Every, every single time the starting lineup yeah. is announced, then it's, it's a different one. I don't think he's named a center-back center partnership, yeah. the same center-back partnership for consecutive games since, I think, game week two. I think I saw a stat like that, which is yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, like, how do you how do you expect the team to to gel and for your unit to become more cohesive if you keep yeah. chopping and changing every time? And it's not like yeah. uh, uh, Owen Hargreaves and Michael Owen both said this on PLTV. Um, you have the one of the best defenders as Rafael Brown on the bench, but because he's fell out with the manager, he's not yeah. starting him. I mean, you yeah. have Johnny Evans coming off the bench instead of him, which yeah. is like it's it's crazy. I mean, it just seems like Ten Hag's ego is so big right now that yeah. if he doesn't like you and if he doesn't agree with what you have to say, then you you're gonna suffer. And I mean, it, that's it's a hindrance to the team and it's affecting the team so yeah. much. Yeah. Yes. Any thoughts on the? Defensive sorry, fragility. Sorry, I just kept on blabbing over the apologies. No, <laughs> um, I mean, it's worked so far. The the Tenag ego uh, for me personally, uh, <laughs> because now, no, like for real, because well, except except for the Varan issue, because that that is ridiculous. That makes no sense. Because now you are, it's now starting to impact the team because he's your yeah. best defender that you have, and you're not playing him just because of whatever the you fell out with the manager like that. Makes no sense to me. That that should be put on blast. But um, like like I said, I mean the midfield is is where everything goes wrong for me. Uh, yeah. I mean they because I didn't even think of that uh, using the Scott McTominay as a second striker, but that's exactly what happens. That's and then it forces Bruno, who is a ten. Bruno is a ten, right? He should be a ten. He should not be coming back to like okay, everyone should be coming back to defend, but he shouldn't be coming dropping deep into the uh, into the defensive third. To coming to collect balls, that should not be what yeah. he needs to do. Um, yeah. But he he has to do that all the time in every game. He's always being the one to come and pitch. Uh, he has to come pitch the ball because the the midfield is non-existent without him. So I don't understand how Tenag. I guess it's Tenag, but I mean the midfield in general. Like, how do you play with no one there in the in the middle? It doesn't make any sense because yeah. if it's, it's, so what is your box to box? That's fine, but then. Amrabat is also non-existent when he plays. He's supposed to be the yeah. holding man. But I'm not going to blame Amrabat either because in the beginning of the season, it was Casemiro who was very good last season. And even yeah. then, they were non-existent in the midfield. They had to be yeah. Bruno dropping back to come and collect the ball. So that, yeah. that kind of... It's, it's so weird, like, not having a midfield and then they get Sorry. exposed for it. I just want to I just want to say some, uh, one thing quickly on that Casemiro point is that last season... Casemiro was never alone at the base of midfield. He had Fred next to him, or he had McTominay next to him. And that time, oh, McTominay was actually used as a defensive midfielder. Um, so yeah. I think that's the difference. Ten Hag is going with a central DM in every game this season, and they are completely overrun. Yeah, they need they need more support there in that midfield. I mean, that's it's 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 a shame to be honest, because like uh, Bournemouth, all Bournemouth did was kick the ball out for a goal kick. Let United have the ball. Mm. As soon as the, the ball comes out, everybody presses, they get the ball back and they score. I mean, as at Old Trafford, how can you accept that? How can you a team that is in the bottom half of the table come there, 
with a plan to let you have the ball, and then they, they'll score three goals past you. That is sad. It could have been four um, as well, eh? With, with that late one that was right actually disallowed. Yeah. Yeah, and that also it's a, I mean, it's a silly implementation of a rule because he, I don't think he goes out of his way to handle the ball. It bounces up, knocks on him, but that's neither here nor there. But I think we've we've spoken about United and the the lack of a consistency in that spine area. Um, that stat about not playing the same centre back pairing since game week two is actually crazy because, okay, granted Martinez was out injured. Um, it just seems like it's, okay, guys, let's look at what we have here and then let's just put this one there, this one there, that one there. Um, you have Kobe Mino, who I think played out of his skin at Everton and I don't think he started ever since. Um, I think could he started be, the, the Newcastle game, game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's a very difficult game. So you've left players in who've performed worse for longer. Hmm. Um I think right now what you're doing is you, you're saying, okay, it was good and you maybe had an okay game, but it's fine. Now we, we're we just going to throw you out. And I think he'd maybe provide a bit more stability at that base. Um, I think Amrabat probably, he's got that one clip where he chased down Kylian Mbappe. And I think that's what yeah. wanted, uh, I mean, that's what prompted them to sign him. And I think maybe, if I remember correctly, Tenag worked with him when he was at 20. I think FC Twente yeah. before you know, Ajax. And it's, it's it's okay. You've signed players that you are familiar with, but the system is still not there. It seems like it's not going. And recently, there have been a few clips on, on social media. Just It's like simple stuff, right? It's Ajax's team doing that rondo when uh, Tenag was there and then Man United's team. And they, they couldn't string any of those passes together. And you, you look and I think in the Ajax video, you had... Or Nana that was playing with as well, and he was doing better than some of the infield players. And it's like, yeah, man, there's there has to be some sort of a system, and rather fill with the yeah. system, some sort than, of pattern of play or something yeah. of this one. Yeah, rather stick to your guns and say, okay, this is how we want to play, and this is how we're going to do it. And then, yeah, maybe I'm going back and forth because I maybe said previously that you have to adapt to certain conditions, but I think now it's just knuckling down and showing the fans that this is where it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, he's he's literally abandoning all of that um, so that he can play McTominay ball, which is basically yeah. just string some passes together and then Luke Shaw or Dilo crosses the ball into the box, yeah. hoping for McTominay to like latch on to whatever loose yeah. ball is available for him. Which is so, so he then, that's, he that's then like, being what's Filed at United, then should he be playing in a more advanced role closer to the final? Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, with 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 Scotland, he plays he plays further up the up the pitch. Actually, he's so versatile for Scotland. Sometimes he plays centre back. Sometimes he plays. Yeah, sometimes he plays as a second striker. But I think that's that um, that brought up that I think him and Hoyland are the were the two highest. Goal, uh, goal scorers in the Euros qualifiers or mm, some mm. some crap like it. One of the international stats where yeah, the two yeah. of them were like leading the, the goal scoring charts. I feel like Ten Hag got tricked by that. And <laughs> Well, he, he is Man United's like, leading scorer as well. So, he is, yeah. but I yeah. mean, then, at, then play him as the number nine. Don't play Ooh. Anthony Marshall as the number nine. Then place McTominay as the number nine. Then he, then he has no responsibility in midfield. That's actually then not a play bad a plan. Midfielder. I mean, if the guy's so good at scoring goals and so good at putting the ball in the back of the net, 
Like, Blame false night, yeah. Let yeah, like I mean, we we have Anthony Marshall that's been there since 2016. The uh, he's so far past his sell by date, and then other than that, we have Hoyland that is like he struggles so hard in the Premier League, and yeah. I mean he's he scores goals for fun in the Champions League, which is like that doesn't make sense to me either. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, um, why would you not play him then? I mean, the man is at least he's scoring. Like, you have Martial, yeah. who doesn't do anything. Yeah, he does nothing. Yeah, no, so what's exactly. The point in, in starting him, but, but I mean, everyone? what I'm saying is, Ten Hag doesn't have any issue with benching Oiland, but with McTominay, McTominay has to play every game. So if he wants to play him yeah. every game, just stick him up top. Yeah. I mean, and have a I proper like midfield. Have Amrabat and Mainu together at the base of that midfield with yeah. Bruno. Doing his his things further up, I I yeah. don't know. Like we we aren't managers over here. We we are basically couch managers. And um, but I mean, if the if the entirety of Twitter is saying the same thing, then uh, I guess we are right and Ten Hag is wrong. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Let's. We've obviously spoken about this crazy run that they have, and we will ignore Bayern because it is a it is a massive game, but I think there's an even bigger one happening on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, just for the for the one game that we preview, right? Let's preview this. <laughs> recent history hasn't been kind. Um, AF and recent form hasn't been kind to you guys. I think Liverpool are getting into their stride, and I think Anfield is turning around. I think it's turning into more of a... More Anfield of, of old, maybe, where the crowd is playing such an immense role. I think we look back to the Fulham game where, for all intents and purposes, they were done. And then somehow they pulled that late winner out. What are the feelings yeah. towards... <laughs> what are the feelings <laughs> towards Sunday's game? Um, so, so this is, is the... Yeah. This is the, the second fixture, right? Okay. Liverpool beats United. Jose Mourinho got sacked. Liverpool beats United in December. Solskjaer got sacked. Liverpool. Okay, no, I think it was just those two. But I mean, the the pattern is is forming here right yeah. now. Yeah. United are not looking great at the moment. The results yeah. aren't doing them any favors. If United lose on Sunday, this could be. The, the trifecta, the, the the final nail in the coffin for, for Eric Ten Hag. Um, I don't know. Way, like... right? So so just just on that, just to, to add to, to what you said, is there a result where United lose, but Ten Hag still keeps his job? Or is so. it any loss? Or I, not I, any I loss, think they should keep him to the end of the season. And then, and then suddenly, he's, he's actually I there. Think so, the only... I think the only thing that allows him to keep his job this time is with the pending announcement of Ineos and Sir Jim Ratcliffe okay. because yeah. maybe Sir Jim Ratcliffe sees Tenag in his vision moving forward. Um, okay. So I think that could be the one thing that might allow Tenag to keep his job. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, like I feel like if it's going to be like a 4-0 or a 5-0 or something bad like that, then... I think mm. Ten Hag is gone, to be honest. I don't think they should sack him. 
I, I think they should give I don't, him I, I don't think that they should. Who wants the misery okay. to continue? AF is your friend, Rias. Let this guy be happy. <laughs> He's agreeing with me. What do you mean? No, no. Like, I, I, I agree with Rias. Like, I, I don't want him to be sacked. I'm, I'm just going according to what I think might happen. I still yeah. think that Eric Ten Hag can steer the ship and yeah. um, in, in, in the right direction. And I feel like if he gets the time to do it, he will. Um, yeah. I'm just going to go back to the early early Arteta years, there were there were tons of Arteta outs. I mean, yeah. it was deafening. Like you go yeah. onto onto Twitter after Arsenal game, and it's just one way straight. Yeah. Like Arteta out, we had yeah. Pierce Morgan calling for him, and now a couple of few years later, um, everybody's behind him. Pierce Morgan is praising the guy every single time. Yeah. So I mean, you you need to give the managers time. And Ten Hag's been here for yeah. one and a half years now. I feel like if he's given the time, he will be able to right the wrongs uh, in this team. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I think it then comes back to somewhat giving a system. Like, I think in, in your first season, there were more patterns of play than we're seeing in the second season. Um, Arteta, yeah. to all of his credit, like while some of the results never went his way, we persisted with playing an inverted or a possession-based footballing style with Kolasinac and Mustafi. And yeah, it was just a lot. So I think that might have been what had saved him. But I, I also feel that sacking him now is not going to do much. It's just going to create that little manager bounce win a few games, and then once it restarts again in Jan, then it's just going to be the same sort of period again. So, yeah, yeah I, I feel that barring a massive loss, like, if we see something similar to last season, which was so out of the out of the realm of what people thought it would be. I think people expected Liverpool to win. I don't think they expected seven. Um, if we're seeing that again, I think... Monday morning is going to be very tense. <laughs> was was, think... Tenag involved, was was he the manager when, when they seven passed him? Yeah, it was yeah. last season. Yeah, it was, it was last season. So, yeah, I think it could be very, very tense on Monday morning if something similar like that happens. I, I think he's still, if you guys lose like 3-1-4, and I think Tenag's still fine. But anything more than that, I think it gets into uncharted territories a bit, and I think that's where we might... Um, yeah, we might actually see him go. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Liverpool. I think we don't talk. We haven't spoken enough about Liverpool, to be honest. In, in general, like on the like the season in general, I yeah. Don't think people are like about how amazing Trent is. Not that we, people talk about that <laughs> too much, in my opinion. But <laughs> um, uh, I think that they are quietly. We, we like we we have like if we think about it. They haven't lost a game this whole season. They haven't lost one game, not a single game. So no, they lost to you guys, unless you you're saying that 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 wasn't a okay dubious. That doesn't really count. Yeah, that doesn't asterisk. really count. Yeah, yeah asterisk. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you think about it, they they've been going about their business. I like under the radar. They yeah. lost. Okay, I'll keep the lost one game this whole season, and yeah. they're on the top of the log, and they're finding ways to win games from behind. So, I mean, they they might be front runners for the league at this point in time, to be honest. Like, yeah. I know Arsenal are playing really well. For me, Arsenal look the best on the field. City will be the best at the end of the season. But at the moment, yeah. if Liverpool can pull more of a gap, then yeah. 
you know, it's because at the end of the day, the only two people that I see beating Aston Villa away this season is either Liverpool or Spurs. So if that is the case, then I think Liverpool will, are going to be really difficult to, to stop. It's going to yeah. have to come down to City at the end of the season. When is that game even happening? It would be crazy to see uh, that Fuller Liverpool game. Um, yeah, I'd, I think we, we have to talk about them because in Nikita's opinion, right, and this isn't a slight tonight at all, she feels that they're not in a in a title run, right? They're just quietly accumulating. But I'm like, okay, if you're on top of the log, <laughs> you can't still want to say that you're not in a title race. Did she say that? Is she saying that? Okay, no, I must get on the back about it. No, no, in a, no. In a, it, it was in a, a conversation in our chat. Come on, yeah, yeah. In a group, she had stated, you know, they they aren't in this this title run. And okay, um, at the start of the season, Spurs were in that title run because they were winning and they they were first. It's it's not to say that Liverpool's going to win the league, but at this current moment in time, they are in this title run. They are there. They are winning games, and it's as simple as. Well, people thought they had such a bad season because they, they yeah. drew this game here and then they, they scraped this in. At the end of the day, regardless of how ugly the performance looks, they are still there. <laughs> and if there's any team to rival City, we we take Arsenal out of last season, obviously, because that was our first time that we've rivaled City in quite a long time. Liverpool have been the team that have been going head-to-head with Spurs. And that's not something that you just lose. So, yeah, I think they are definitely in there. And it's not to say that this is a definite title race, but at this moment in time, on the 12th of December, they are in there. Well, of course maybe, it's a title race, guys. Yeah, Come on. Maybe coming in Jan, yeah, in, in Jan when there's maybe AFCON and then Salah goes, maybe that, that consistent output isn't going to be there. I still feel Who that they have. lose besides Salah? Joel um, Matip, yeah, but I think he's, he's out now either way. So it's it's just oh, okay. Salah, but I think losing Salah is massive. No, yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. But I still think that they've got enough in the tank to get through games. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think Liverpool have been good. I think they are always up for this fixture as are Man United players, maybe not as much. Um, I don't think we need to put predictions on it for score-specific. Um, AF, just because you are the only Man United fan, are you feeling any sort of inclination towards possibly a fast start, maybe getting something and then all of the wheels falling off? Or is it just you, you've just resigned yourself to it's going to be a long night? I, I have literally just set the bar so low that I'm just like, whatever, whatever happens must happen. I'm going to watch the game <laughs> with zero expectations. Yeah. Dude, I'm watching the game with zero expectations. He like Riaz, right? Against City, he said, one all I want to do I want one goal. One goal. And go. look, that turned out to him. Okay. They have one one. And if we're going to put money down, it's probably going to be Scott McTominay, isn't it? <laughs> oh. There we go. He's going to play us at nine, and he's going to go and score. Guys, I, I just have this feeling it's going to be Dilo, Maguire, Evans, and Shaw at the back. And... Just the thought of Mo Salah yeah. running against Johnny Evans, 38-year-old Johnny Evans. No. That is that's Shakespeare. That's poetry in motion. 
Everything he's given has brought back for his experience. And what more do you need when you go to Anfield? You need experience and you need the luck of the gods. So, yeah. Riaz, do you see anything happening that, that could sway this result? At maybe a dubious VAR decision? Oh, don't, look, <laughs> I don't want to, don't, don't get me involved in VAR because, like, yeah, I was yeah. watching, I was watching this weekend and there were like three different calls where I thought she was. But, anyways, um, uh, I actually want to talk about that, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, I think that it's going to be really difficult. It's, 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 and this is tough for me, you know, it's tough for me because. I really don't like Manchester United. Like, if you had to tell me <laughs> kick a team from the from Premier League, then I would kick United. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> simple. So it's really tough for me to say that I really want to draw out of this. But I want to draw out of this. So do something and yeah. start Oiland. Let Oiland score. I don't want Rashford to score. You can down tools all he wants. But start Oiland. Let him do something. Let McTominay do something. Um... Or actually, you know what I want to see? I want, I, want, I want a draw and I want no Bruno tantrum. That's what I want. Bruno's not playing, so there's, there's absolutely... Oh, yeah. He's suspended. Oh, no. There we go. We're having to, um, uh, Scott McTominay in the tin. That is what's going to happen. Ooh. Bruno took a yellow card to absolve him of... Yeah. And he did, it, he did it on purpose. Eh? You could see he did that on purpose. Eating the linesman or something like that, just so he can remove himself from that controversy. I'm, I'm gonna go two two draw, mate. I'm going two two draw. Okay, <laughs> AF. Look, I'm I'm not as optimistic as Riaz. I think there'll be certain points where you maybe scare Liverpool, but I think Liverpool's just gonna be too strong. And maybe this is like reverse psychology. I don't know if it works if a neutral fan gives reverse psychology, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going to work. It's going to be too strong. And I think it's a chance to kick you guys while you're possibly down. I, I actually think, just thinking about it now, um, we have this Champions League game tonight uh, yeah. in about three hours' time against yeah. Bayern. If by some miracle, by some weird, weird miracle, United beat Bayern tonight and um, Copenhagen and Galatasaray draw and United make it through, that momentum can be extremely vital going into Sunday. But saying that, that miracle, I need to go to Narnia to go find a miracle like that, to be honest. I think you have because, more chance of beating Liverpool outright than having that happen. <laughs> because, <laughs> yo, like, I, I don't think all of those things, to satisfy all of those prerequisites, no chance. Yeah. <laughs> well, not no chance, but, you know. Nah. <laughs> dude, we, we are yeah, living yeah. Riaz used to support Liverpool at one point, if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 no. Goodness. I never supported Liverpool. I never Goodness. did. Now the my sister, my sister supports Liverpool. I like or, them. Or you, I just, or you, you yeah, know, or you just really liked them a lot. I liked them like a lot. That. I did, yeah. And now I understand why people hated them for so long. It <laughs> makes sense now. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not now United and Liverpool. They're slowly coming up to United's level for me. Slowly creeping it there, um, but at the moment, United still, still a little bit worse. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Okay, lads, thanks for that. We we obviously can't end the show off without addressing the elephant that's in the room. 
we had led up to this 50th episode by saying that we are giving a we are doing a giveaway football jersey we had posted it on our socials all you have to do is comment on any of our social media pages tagging a friend telling us which team you support why you enjoy watching them how you had started watching them um that obviously concluded today so yeah i'm gonna hand over to af af's the man behind all of this um af do we have a winner 50th episode yes, giveaway do. 50th episode drum roll i didn't even check if i can do that yeah, that would actually be crazy. I think that's, that's, that's okay. probably Next something time. that Next we should have planned. Um, yeah. But yeah, the winner. Yeah, I'll, we'll we'll do that for the next for the next giveaway. We we do plan okay. on doing a couple of more of these uh, moving forward. Um, but yeah, for this one, our fiftieth episode giveaway is Butters eight nine zero four, and that's over on Instagram. Okay. So yeah, so like thank, thanks so much. Official winner for the yeah. Congratulations you for to you, dude. Have we you, will be in touch with you. you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> we will be in contact will, with you. Um, yeah. We yeah, I'll I'll just pop you a DM um, and get all your details, and yeah, then we can get your your jersey to you. Uh, congratulations, man, and yeah, thanks to everybody that submitted entries, that did all the shading, all the comments, tagging people. Yeah. We all appreciate it. Um, everybody yeah. at Sporticast, we, we, we love your appreciation. Uh, we, we love all your support, and we appreciate you guys watching our videos, liking our posts, and just sharing it with everybody that you know. Yeah, and I, I think mean, just want to echo well. what uh, AF said. Thanks for thanks for all the support <laughs> um yeah it's been a crazy 50 um there've been some ups there've been some downs but we're hoping that for the next 50 it's going to be more ups and less downs um so yeah just thanks for the support thanks for the love and it's as simple as just liking just subscribing just sharing it that's we we're not asking for anything more than that um we do appreciate it and yeah let's just hope that this journey continues um, but yeah, to my two co-hosts for today, thank you very much for availing yourself as for always. Um, for the 50th episode, where can the peeps find you on the socials? AF, what do you got for me? Yeah, I'm over here at AF Parker 642 on every single social media platform. Um, I don't like change, but uh, yeah. <laughs> come, <laughs> come, come speak to me about comic books. Come, come speak to me about Movies, TV shows, sports, everything, you name it. Sweet. Riaz? I laughed because be it was so relatable. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Parker underscore Riaz. You can come follow me there. Talk nonsense to me. Um, and also follow at Sportycast as well, obviously. Uh, talk to us about anything that you, how much you hate in Alexander-Arnold, how much you think you should be playing as a striker. How stupid we are for saying that in the first place. Um, you know, anything really. Just come and talk to us. We always uh, always lend in here, always available to lend in here and talk nonsense. Perfect, perfect. Um at Jason underscore Ronnie. Um, yeah, we always appreciate comments, we appreciate everything, and sometimes we might not get to it as soon as it's posted. Um, but yeah, we do appreciate them, we we do appreciate all of the love and all the support. 
guys for the 50th episode that was 343 catch you guys soon